Welcome to the Beyond Stuck podcast with Coletta Jones-Patterson, where we feature guests who have overcome the odds and have gotten unstuck. In their words, they share with us practical insight and tips on how to go beyond stuck and enjoy life. On today's episode, our guest is Rone Wynn. Rone is a woman with many hats, wife, mother of four, teacher, peace officer, consultant, women's ministry leader, and all the adventures in between. She has earned multiple degrees, including two associate degrees from the Peralta Community Colleges, one bachelor degree from California State University in Hayward, and her most recent, a master's of public administration to be completed in May of 2021 from California State University at East Bay. Rone is intentional about living in purpose, on purpose, and helps others do the same. She often says, quote, I'm a treasure hunter. I look for the valuable treasure in every person I come across, end quote. Rone loves spending time with her family, reading and hiking. One of her favorite scriptures is John 8, 32. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Please join me in welcoming Rone to today's podcast. Hi, Rone. Welcome to the Beyond Stuck podcast. Hi, Coletta. How are you? Good. I'm so glad you had time to take a few moments and share your journey of getting unstuck with us. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Oh, yes, me too. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So um, first of all, when you think of the word stuck, what comes to mind? Mm, uh, Not being able to move, not being able to shift or break free, uh, being confined, being trapped, even darkness. Oh, wow. Darkness. Those are some strong words in there, not being able to move or to break free or to shift. Um, So thinking about some of those words, what are some areas in your life that you've noticed that you found yourself in that stuck place? Mm. So I am a, a woman, first of all, and one area that I found myself stuck in was being a full, complete, whole healed woman. Mm-hmm. And another area, I have the, the hat of being a wife. I have the hat of being a mother. I have the hat of being a student and um, an employee, a lot of different hats. And I found mm-hmm. myself stuck in those various areas, including my health found myself stuck in my health, physical health, emotional, mental health. So that's a lot of hats that you're wearing as a wife, a mother, a student, an employee. Um, And sounds like maybe you've had some challenges in some of those areas. So which um, area would you say that you were stuck in or the one that you want to focus on or what part of the journey do you want to share with us? Uh, You know, it starts off with me as an individual. So being stuck for me as a woman and that connects to all those different aspects I felt stuck because I felt I grew up in the church so Mm -hmm. uh, I will not uh, share too many details in that but having you know a father a godfather who is a pastor of a a big church and uh, as a bishop um, widely known in some areas I felt restricted by tradition in legalism Mm -hmm. I felt that there was a a certain way I needed to be versus how I felt 
that I was created and led to be. And when I begin to display those things like, hey, I don't want to get married and have a husband take care of me. I want to go to school and I want to have a career. Mm-hmm. And that involved me uh, in the beginning, the early stages of my career, having to work on Sunday afternoons. And mm. the attire was pants. And I would come to church sometimes on Sunday morning in pants so I can mm-hmm. leave right after and go to work. And a lot of the legalism, I felt like those adjectives, I felt stuck, constrained, mm-hmm. in a dark place. And so being completely who I was created to be, knowing that God called me to the career, uh, which is in law enforcement, mm-hmm. I had to uh, make decisions on not staying in other people's eyes and that uh, that season in the beginning of recognizing who I am was was quite challenging. Mm. Wow, that's a mouthful there. So knowing that, you know, God has gifts and talents within you and has called you to a certain field, you know, law enforcement in your case, but then feeling the conflict of not being able to fully do that and embrace that because just of the restrictions and what people thought of, you know, wearing pants or just the different things. So how did you, I mean, how long did you kind of have to deal with that um, conflict and then how did you resolve it? I dealt with that conflict. um, Well, in all fairness, first, I've always been very colorful and marched to my own tune. Me and the Lord were just fine by ourselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I heard honor your mother and father. And there were things that were asked of me from my parents, my caregivers, uh, the older people in my family, you know, put the, mm-hmm. put the, the doily on your head if you're not wearing a hat for communion. And so I, I conceded on a lot of things. And I would say my early 20s, or maybe I should say 20 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. Some time ago, <laughs> I, I looked at it and I felt my stomach tightening up. I felt the headaches coming on and I felt mm-hmm. dread every time I came to places that were supposed to be a place of freedom in life. Mm-hmm. I felt sadness. I felt that I was almost wasting my time. And there was an opportunity I'll never forget. I was standing in a worship service and I said, I'm leaving to myself. Nobody out loud. The choir was singing. Mm -hmm. They were singing real good too. I said, I'm leaving. And the Holy Spirit shared with me and said, Ronay, I have called you for a particular purpose and it has nothing to do with the people you see, the things Mm -hmm. that you hear. Get to know me Mm -hmm. better and deeper. And I said, well, what does that look like? He was like, well, come on now. You were made in my image. This is how me and the Lord talk, by the way. You were made mm-hmm. in my image. Get to know you through my word and you'll get to know me. And so taking that time to really fall back, finding out what I enjoyed doing, uh, it took. And I would say even sometimes now I slip, I slip back into it. It's been over 20 years, probably 30 years now. Mm-hmm. It's. It's an ongoing process. It's a renewing process. It's taking time every single day to say, okay, Lord, what today would you have for me to learn, to do, to be, and to exist in? And as that began to happen, I began to really like myself. 
Like, oh, I mm-hmm. like colored fingernail polish. I like that. <laughs> I like having my eyebrows arched. I like that. I mm-hmm. like wearing jeans and tennis shoes or a nice skirt and stilettos. I like that. I like it all. And some things mm-hmm. I don't, you know, and and using my time and my energy towards making sure that divine glory was represented in every aspect of my life. Uh, again, an ongoing adventure, nothing that happened overnight for me. And still mm-hmm. now in my 40s, having the opportunity to see 50, you know, down there, over there, <laughs> uh-huh. I can say, you know, I love me more because God gave mm-hmm. me an opportunity to love me more. And that yeah. love, when, when the word of God says, love your neighbor as yourself, there was no way I can genuinely and authentically love others until I did that for myself. And I had to learn to give myself grace and mercy and patience and all that other goodness. Mm-hmm. So when you were talking, I thought about all the times that we place limits on ourselves or other people try to place limits on us and how to really overcome that. So it sounds like through this daily process and journey of getting to know yourself, of loving yourself and what you like, what you don't like, what your passions are, that you were able to um, to really break free from a lot of that, from the limits that others wanted to place on you. So what would you say to someone that is really just struggling with, um, you know, having to confine themselves to all the things that other people are saying they need to do or need to be. Walk us through a little bit of that. Oh, what would I say to them? Oh, it's, it's a, it's a place in a time. There's a, there's a word that we see in the new Testament called Kairos time. And Kairos mm-hmm. time is defined. Let me give you the actual definition because I don't want to pretend like I'm all that genius and know everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Kairos time uh, specifically refers to an opportune time or moment or season such as harvest. It talks about mm-hmm. when God is fulfilling his kingdom. And when we talk about the kingdom of God, we have to understand that it's Kairos time. It's a time of fulfillment. And Mm -hmm. when you find or when I found myself stuck, I had to step back because stuckness as a result, I was like flashing on people. I was angry, lashing out. And I mentioned the headaches and feelings that came with that. When I found Mm -hmm. my life not being balanced, I knew something had to change. And what I first had to do was acknowledge that the only consistent thing, if I was frustrated at work or frustrated with my family or frustrated with traffic on the road, was I was the common denominator. There was nothing else making me respond except for me Mm -hmm. choosing to respond that way. Right. And so I had to step back and and take some deep breaths and and actually be honest with myself. I have a few trusted people that I can go to and I can kind of just let it all out. I'm frustrated with this and da 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 da. And I'm angry with Mm -hmm. that. A safe place to be able to talk with someone to give me an external perspective. And Mm -hmm. those trusted people share with me, they said, Ronay, you know, this is really you. And I learned the power of expectations. I had Mm -hmm. expectations of external things I had no control over. 
I expected traffic to go smoothly. I expect people to see the God in me and treat me the way I want to be treated. I had unrealistic (laughs) expectations and yet I had no grace and mercy for them. And what I first had to do was take off those expectations, remove them and realize that my power is over me. My authority is over, over me, not over someone else or another circumstance. And I can choose Mm -hmm. how I respond. And as I began to Mm -hmm. learn about responding and I had a choice that also came into me learning how to prepare. Well, if I don't like traffic, maybe I should put 10 minutes on, leave 10 minutes earlier, right? Mm-hmm. If the way someone talks to me, I interpret as disrespect or hate or whatever, I have an opportunity to first acknowledge that truth in myself and then go to that person if it's reasonable, say, you know, when you said this, this is how I felt. And I begin to be empowered by learning mm-hmm. and seeking to understand before having my way and my thoughts and my feelings to be understood. Yeah. So it's a process. It's ongoing. It is. And others' expectations, that's so powerful. Um, once you become aware that we can't control other people, we can't control what they're going to do or say, but we can control ourselves. Yes. Um, yes. And, and we choose the way in which we decide to respond. So we do have the power of that choice. Um, <clears throat> so looking back these years, um, how did you get unstuck or maybe even what was your breaking point that led you to the point where, you know, enough is enough. I'm going to get unstuck. You know, migraines. And I Mm. was just not happy. I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to feel sad. I don't want my head hurting. I don't want this. I understood what I didn't want. And I would always speak that. I don't want this. I don't want that. Until I heard someone say, well, what is it that you do want? I said, what? <laughs> I, I, a whole different a perspective. whole different perspective. Absolutely. And I said, I want peace. I want health. I want, I want to accomplish this goal that I set for myself some time ago. I want to, I want to go back to school. I want to have my own company. I want to help people authentically from a place of healed and healing versus a place Mm -hmm. of survival. I want to help others thrive. And when I identified that, I began to operate towards that and move towards that. I began to drink more water. I began to rest at decent hours. I began to read more books. I begin to mm. study God's word and not read it to memorize it, but like really get notebooks and study God's yeah. word. I begin to actively pursue that which I know was placed in me from the beginning. And mm-hmm. I became unstuck by pursuing that truth and purpose that God has placed in my life. That's how I became unstuck to do all those things that add to it. I don't have a six pack yet. And I don't know if that's the industry <laughs> that is for me, <laughs> but I'll tell you right. the insulation has gone down tremendously and I feel better. The headaches are gone. And in a few months I'll be finishing one of my, my degrees to continue to pursue what I know God has for me. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's really 
it's a holistic perspective. I mean, um, life affects us mentally, you know, socially and with relationships and friendships. It affects our bodies and our health. And um, and so it's all of that. And so but I think I hear you saying when you started to love yourself and work on you and what do you want and finding your purpose and your passion, all the other things kind of started to fall into place. The health lined up and you started feeling better yes. and um, probably relationships got better and just all kinds of and things. And some so eliminated. It's all- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> Get rid of some of the toxicity and all Absolutely. of that. Yeah. So how is your life different now that you've actually gotten unstuck? And I know you just mentioned, you know, you're getting ready to finish school, but are there other things that you've noticed that, wow, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to do this five years ago, 10 years yes, ago? There, yes. Um, I would not have actually thought about preparing to start my own consulting company. I, I don't think it would have mm. crossed my mind. But now it has, mm-hmm. and me taking active t- steps towards that. Uh, with my children, we have, my husband and I have four children, and our oldest is 25, and our second mm. oldest is 21. And I think they were, to a degree, our almost experiment children, you know, just trying to figure this <laughs> yeah. whole thing out. And our younger mm-hmm. children are 11 and 12. And Mm -hmm. I have found being able to talk with them more, kind of redirect and ask them questions when I see them having emotional moments, like, okay, let's fall back. Instead of me responding, be quiet, sit down, rah, rah, rah. (laughs) I can say, hey, let's figure this out. Let, are you sleepy? Are you hungry? Have you drank water today? Do you need to use the restroom? Mm -hmm. Just some basic check-ins to give them tools to self-check themselves because, you know, mom is not going to be there forever. And to even mm-hmm. pass on those tools to the people I work with, to my clients, to my colleagues, and having a grace and mercy continuously with them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm definitely a lot calmer. I am, mm-hmm. I've born and raised in Oakland, California, and <laughs> there was not always <laughs> a place to stay calm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I'm a lot calmer. I, I talk a lot lower now. I move with intention and a little bit slower, but moving slower, I'm Mm. still on time because why I've allocated enough time to do what I need to do. Yeah, that's good. So that's a lot of work on your part, you know, to move with intention and to slow down and to be present with your kids and to teach them these lessons that you've learned to hopefully um, help them avoid some of those same pitfalls. Yes. So that's a lot. Um, I kind of want to go back to, cause I feel like there's people that are probably really stuck in, um, you know, just tradition or just things that have always been expected, but they want to break through and do something different. So what really helped you just step out there? I'm sure you've taken some leaps of faith, like, okay, God, here we go. I know this is what <laughs> I'm supposed to do and I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go for it. So what helped you get to that point? What might help them find some uh, motivation and inspiration to just take the leap. Jeremiah, it's recorded in Jeremiah that God knew us. This is the message to Jeremiah that we can glean from, that God knew us before we were even formed in our mother's womb. And Mm -hmm. and Genesis says that we are created in the image of God. So those basic things helped me. And then when it came to tradition, I had the opportunity to be uh, asked to be the president of our women's ministry at church. 
And mm-hmm. uh, I did tell you I grew up in Oakland. Um, caveat, I have uh-huh. all brothers. I don't have sisters. My two oldest children uh-huh. are sons. So <laughs> I, I was not as familiar with being around women on a consistent basis, on an intimate basis outside of my mother. Mm-hmm. And so that was something new for me. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. I had dealt with uh, in ministry and other people saying, this is how a woman should be. Mm -hmm. And I got to a place to where I said, God, I don't feel like I'm being what you want me to be. And I had to make a choice Mm -hmm. where, where was it Joshua? or David, it was Joshua or David, who said, choose ye this day? Joshua. Joshua. Mm -hmm. He said to his folks, choose ye this day who you will serve. That was the first question Mm -hmm. that was posed to me in the spirit. And then his, Mm. his response or his, the, the, after the comma or semicolon was as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. And that echoed over and over. And the Lord said, you have to make a choice. You're going to serve man or you're going to serve me. And mm-hmm. when I was faced with what I knew God shared with me, especially with having the leadership role of all these women, I said, I have to do it the way he said it. Because if I don't, I feel uneasy. It's like you ever know your parents mm-hmm. are coming after you like, oh, my goodness, if I don't do it this, way, I better <laughs> hurry up and do my chores. There's this pressure. And I felt Mm -hmm. that living in the permissive will of God was not good enough for me. And it wasn't Mm. good enough for the purpose that's been placed in me and ordained for my life. But living in the perfect Mm -hmm. will of God and saying, you know, I'm going to do what God say and he going to deal with everything else. And believe it or not, there was a season of women not wanting to participate in the women's ministry. We, we transitioned from having traditional uh, meetings with tons of food and someone speaking and people shouting to mm-hmm. this is beautiful in-house, but God didn't call us to minister to one another. He said, go out into the world. And yeah. so there were some women who was like, I can't get with that. I don't like that. And I had to deal with seeming loss before Mm-hmm. I could see the jewels when you pan for gold. If you've ever seen it even done on television, you take the pan and you scoop up the dirt, the rocks and the water, and then you sift. And during that time mm-hmm. of transition in that instance, there was a lot of sifting. So the water's coming out from the bottom when you sift and pan for gold, dirt, mm-hmm. rocks are coming out. And at the end of it, you see this gold, these gold chunks. It's the same thing when you're purifying gold where you have to get Mm -hmm. in the fire. So the dross, so the toxins and the the dirts and things can come out. And then when we are tried by the fire, we come forth as pure gold. And so staying encouraged and knowing that there is a process and that everything is working together for your good, where friends may fall off, family may not understand, but when you are in the perfect will of God and when you are doing what you know you're supposed to do, there is an encouragement in that and then get you a team. You've got to get like-minded people who say, oh, you like to wear one red sock and one green sock. Okay, you know, that's fine because legalism has 
has really caught a lot of people up. And one of the scriptures that reminded me that I have to do God the way that he told me to do him in this world was the scripture where it talks about the people go to heaven and they're trying to get in. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, Lord, we preached in your name. We cast out demons in your mm-hmm. name. And Jesus is sitting there like, yeah, depart from me. Yeah. I don't really know you like that. <laughs> I, I never, never knew you. You yep. words of iniquity. Exactly. And when the Lord showed me that, I said, I don't want to do things in your name mm-hmm. in vain. I want you yeah. to put your stamp on, of approval on everything from the time I wake up in the morning, from what I'm wearing to what I'm eating. And I know even to, down to what I'm eating, which <laughs> is not always comfortable. The Lord will say, you know, you don't need mm-hmm. that. You know, you just want to eat mm-hmm. it. You're not hungry. You just want to eat it because it's there or because it tastes good. And, and being connected yeah. to the Lord and staying in his word and really living it and having that team mm-hmm. around me, even when things get slim and seem dark. We all need some people yeah. who can put their shields around us when we're feeling attacked and weak because those times will happen. And, and those aren't mm-hmm. stuck times unless we choose to stay there. Stay there. Yeah. Fir- yep. Because life will yes, happen. It happens. Mm-hmm. My first stuck was I felt the world was caving in. Now, any subsequent stuck for me is because I made a choice to stay there. We get to choose. Mm-hmm. We get to choose just like we get to choose. Yeah. to. I'm going to drink this versus that, or I'm going to eat this or wear this or go there or take this route. We get to choose. And that's the lovely gift of, of choice and free will that we have. And we can choose to get out mm-hmm. of it or at least say, I'm not staying in it. I'm moving. And if we can make a phone call, yeah. send an email, a text message, say, girl, pray. Mm-hmm. brother pray yeah I need some help I can't tell you what it is but I need you to pray for me right now right mm-hmm. yeah reach out for help yeah because we do we choose to stay stuck or we can choose to get unstuck but that's a choice that we yes. have to make that's so good um well you shared so much good um advice with us do you have any final pieces um in helping people get unstuck final pieces to help people get unstuck that stuck is a, is a state of mind. It is a choice. And mm-hmm. it's okay to reach out for help. Because once you realize that you can fly, you'll never mm-hmm. want to be on the ground again. And, and here's the good part. Yeah. When you're flying, you don't feel earthquakes. You don't get impacted the same way other people do. So fly. Mm. Maybe fly. <laughs> yeah. Fly. I like that. Wow. Well, Rone, how can um, listeners connect with you if someone wanted to reach out or they had further questions or just wanted you to be lifting them up in prayer? They are welcome to reach out to me via email. My email address. Yes, I am a little antiquated. I do not have social media platforms. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. My email address is sojourner1109 at yahoo.com. And sojourner is S O. J-O-U-R-N-E-R-1109 at yahoo.com. 
Perfect. So Rone Wynn, you can catch her at Sojourner1109 at yahoo.com. Um, I so appreciate you taking this time with us, Renee. I know that you have helped so many people get unstuck and, and taking the limits off and really just seeing ourselves differently and realizing that we do have a choice to either stay stuck or to get unstuck. And you can fly. I just love that. You can rise above anything that happens yes. to you. So we don't have to play the role of the victim, but we are yes. overcomers. We yes. are victors and we can soar yes. and rise above yes. it. That's what it's all about. So thank you so much for taking the time, Renee. Thanks, listeners, for tuning in and keep going on your journey to get unstuck. <laughs>